when we're talking about Henry, he's retired and he's been retired and that guy's just looking to, again, he's a guy who just wants to be famous. You know, he's not actually, he, he sat out, got fat and then just relaxed. So now he wants to come back and get a big fight. Um, I don't really know how they're going to match everybody up. The reason why people are calling out O'Malley is because, you know, he's got the Nelk boys pushing him. So he's obviously got that whole YouTube uh, push behind him, which a lot of the fighters in the division don't have that kind of push behind him. You want to fight the guys with the big following, and that's why guys are calling me out too. It's not a personal thing, I don't think. It's a career business thing, and they want to get the most eyes on them with the fight. And, and that's why you call guys like me out. You call O'Malley out. Um, that's just how it's going to go. Dominic Cruz fucking I'm, I'm surprised Dominic Cruz talks so much shit schmo I mean I put that I talk about lights out Tucson man I I pff, anyway let's get this ball rolling schmo because time is money and money is time it's a Dominic Cruz fight week triple c just thought we'd play that video we went to interview him in San Diego the other week Brought your name up. Brought Sean O'Malley's name up. He's talking about the views and the likes, Triple C. Well, Did you see his point? Uh, yes and no. I mean, they're pushing him because they're pushing him because, yeah, he does have a following, but not everybody's out. Sean's going to – Sean picked the right match, matchup with Peter Yan because he just strikes. There's a big hole that Peter Yan has in his grappling. And he believes that he has the best shot against him so he can skip the whole – 12 people that are ahead of him so he could fight for the belt. But if Peter Jan doesn't get that job done, he absolutely sucks too. Well, Triple C, how are you doing, man? How's training going? He calls you fat. You're not fat. The Schmo sees you working out at the gym. I'm not fat. I'm triple thick. Oh, hey, triple thick. Isn't that what Brendan Schaub does with the three C's? <laughs> thick boy? Thick boy nation, baby. What's up? Stand up. Let's go, and welcome back to the Triple C and Schmo Show. Here it is, I'm the shirt, I'm the Schmo, my partner's got Olympic gold medal, the champ champ, the king of cringe, humble Henry, Henry Cejudo. What's up, Schmo, let's get this ball cracking, man, let's get this ball rolling, because time is money, and money is time. And the gold medal moment goes to what we saw this past weekend, it outdid the fight night in Austin, 10 for town in and finishes UFC fight night here at the Apex Triple C. Everybody got finished. Of all the finishes, the Jamal Hills, the Muhammad Usmans, even Jeff Neal over Vicente Luque. We saw the first Von Fluke choke in the female division with McKenna to start things off. What was your favorite finish, Triple C? Oh, man, I'm going to have to go with none other than the Nigerian night Nightmare's little big brother, Mohamed Usman. I mean, that dude is vicious. And he's only getting better too, Schmo. Especially when you have a brother who has become successful like Kamara Usman. I think his little brother wants to lead those same steps. And I do believe because they come from the same bloodline that he could become heavyweight champion of the world sometime. So congratulations to him. This is why I'm more impressed because they became the two brothers to the only two brothers to become tough champions in UFC history. So congratulations to the Nigerian brothers, the Kamaru and Mohamed Usman. What's yeah. up? Yeah, but the, the UFC do them duty, do them dirty. Pull up that photo real quick. 
Look at 2015's tough winning trophy, and look at 2022. I know it was the Black Zillions versus ATT. There's more of a team-oriented, but come on, man. Look at the size difference in those trophies. <laughs> right there. One was Francis Ngannou, the other one was Triple C. You know, tell the UFC, man, to up their stakes. Jesus, man, give them a better trophy. But those bet online odds, you can't go wrong. Muhammad Usman, left hook Larry. He timed that perfectly. The defense was well. He knocked out the favorite, Zach Pounga, to become the ultimate fighter winner. But the Schmo's going to go with main event, Jamal Hill. Sweet Dreams gets the job done again. His first time going in the championship rounds. People wanted to see what he would do beyond the first round because he's knocking everybody out, having those highlight reel finishes. You saw the wrestling. Tiago Santos, that... Decorated kickboxer, that's striking. He resorted to the wrestling. Then you saw the respect and the power of Jamal Hill, who took some shots, who has the chin, who got the job done in the championship rounds. Jamal Hill, legit title contender, probably fighting Jan Blahovic next if he's not getting the title because you're going to see Yuri and Glover to share. Jamal Hill, in terms of the success inside the Octagon, the most successful Dana White Contender Series alum. Sweet dreams. Really, he like that schmo. You think yeah. you think you think he has the ability to beat a guy like uh, like Jan? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yes, he's got the ability to beat a guy like Jan. But the Jan that was smart with how he strategized against Israel Adesanya. Listen, I think you can pick apart Jamal Hill's wrestling and his wrestling defense all day. But the guy got up. The guy showed that he had what it takes, and he's strong as hell. He's very damn athletic. He might be the best athlete on the UFC roster. The Schmo played basketball with him. He was the best one on the court. Better than DC. Better than Bilal Muhammad. Better than Blom Brunson. Better yeah, than Buckley. The, yeah, he was yeah, the best athlete I, on the court. Yeah, yeah, it's because Triple C wasn't there. But if you're naming all those names, Schmo, I'm not impressed with any of those dudes. DC? <laughs> not, not DC? Man, I don't... Uh, I think... I Dude, I remember playing ball with DC back in the day. Yeah, I mean, DC's all right, but he ain't, you know, he ain't no triple C to say the least. So we're going to have to get triple C versus the Schmo. Let's make it happen. We could do the basketball court. I'm just going to post you up the entire time. Use that that <laughs> height advantage. Tony, Tony Kukoc long arms. But not, not unless they go through them legs, Schmo, you know. Use that speed, triple C. But Jeff Neal putting away Vicente Luque. Nobody finishes Vicente Luque. Those, both these guys, they knock out their opponents. They don't win in decisions, but it was crazy to see Vicente Luque with his tough chin go down that way. It was one of those fights where he might not yeah. be the same again. Who knows? Yeah, yeah Vicente Luque is a, is, a, is a hell of a striker. Very yeah. impressed with the strikers. So anybody that could do that, it's like a guy like Neil, man. This guy is a potential threat for any of those dudes in the welterweight division. So you guys watch out. That's the takeaway that Schmo got. Jeff Neal again cements himself in the conversation for welterweight contenders because a lot of guys over the years were thinking, this is the guy. And then the performance he had against Neil Magny where he didn't come out, he didn't fight his best, his past few performances. This is the power where you get hands of steel, Jeff Neal, where you get the moniker from. We finally saw that and he put away one of the best strikers, not in the division, but in the UFC and Vicente Luque, his durability. Very damn impressed with Jeff Neal. Yeah, man, and, and, and you know what the thing is too, Shmo, is when you start to knock people out, you start to figure that clue out to how to shut somebody's lights out, You it becomes addicting, it becomes a drug. Like now you start to know when and how is it, then how much force 
it's going to take to knock somebody out. So with with all these 10 finishes that we had over this weekend, I mean, everybody who finished them, it's like it's a confidence booster. So if they're able to understand that and still take risks while doing that, depending on who they're fighting, I mean, this is, it, it, could, it could become a domino effect. You know, let I me mean, look at Francis Ngannou. I mean, look at uh, a lot of these guys who have, who've had success with power. You just have to land in the right spots and, and lights out for everybody. And Schmomentum's a serious drug because we saw the performances on Dana White's Contender Series this week leading up to it. Like you saw the knockouts, probably the best Contender Series in the six seasons to date that we saw Tuesday night. Then we had this fight night. Hopefully it carries over. We see it in San Diego and everybody's feeding off that momentum or shall we say Schmomentum. I love it. You're 100% right, Schmo. There it is. Now let's move on to the silver medal moment. We already saw on your YouTube channel, you breaking this one down already. Israel Adesanya against Alex Perea announced to be the headline fight over there in Madison Square Garden. Triple C, what other fights would you like to see on this card? Oof, man, I think I think there's a lot of good fights. I think I think you put I think you put Poirier and Michael Chandler in that Madison Square Garden. Maybe you maybe you maybe you co-main event them if you don't do another title shot. Whoa, what uh, about Yuri Prozaka? Against Glover Teixeira. Why not make that the co-main event? You could. And maybe the winner fights, you know, the winner out of Izzy and Yuri. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can kind of mess with it and dabble with it. But uh, I would like to see those dudes fight in a foreign country. You know, I would like to see those two guys, whether you go to Europe for Yuri or you go to Brazil for uh, for Glover. I like that idea a little bit more, to be quite honest with you, Schmo. Um, but... I, I still like the I still like the Michael Chandler Dustin Poirier fight if it does happen in in Madison Square Garden I think that'd be awesome. That's where all the signs are pointing to. If it hasn't been completely official yet, it's maybe the semantics whether they're making this a three round fight or a five round fight. Maybe that depends if it's going to be in the co-main spot or not. But it's interesting Triple C because Glover Teixeira's training partner is Alex Perea. And by the way, you're getting a lot of flack about picking Perea as the more well-rounded striker over Israel Adesanya. You're going to have to explain that one, Triple C. But Whoa. back up for one second before you do. But Glover Teixeira and Perea are training partners in Connecticut. Connecticut is a, a doorstep away from New York and makes a lot of sense to have them both in MSG. But if you don't, maybe that's headlining a Brazil card beginning of the year, 2023, with Yuri. All right, Triple C, explain yourself on that Pereira is he striking? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the only reason why Schmo is because remember, Israel Asana is the type of guy that's going to chip away at you. He's literally going to chip away. He's, he's, he chips away at you and he tends to finish you in, in the later rounds. With, uh, with, uh, with Alex Pereira, like he's, he's different, man. He's unpredictable. Throwing jumping knees, and we saw that man. Like this is, I'm not. There's no lies detected here, Schmo. All I, all I'm talking is facts, with the capital F facts. What's up? We've seen him knock people out with jumping knees. We've seen him knock people out with one hit of with the left hook. I mean, this guy is not a guy that's gonna chip away. This guy is gonna be out there, and he will randomly surprise anybody. So yeah, I'm gonna stick to it. The two division champion glory kickboxing. He's got better striking than uh, Israel Adesanya. You know what I'm saying? Like this is why they're they're matching these two these two guys up, and this is gonna be a war. I'm not saying I'm not. I I don't want to necessarily count Israel 100 because he's been winning, but I also see the same style. When you see the same style, continue to keep going over and over, and you start to figure. When is this dude actually going to 
come out and uh, do something like different. And I think with uh, with Pereira, who's a very dedicated uh, de dedicated athlete, I just think he just has better striking. I'm gonna go back and talk about Jose Aldo, aka Jose Baldo, against Max Holloway. What happens when you get a better striker that's better than you? What plan B do you have? This is kind of where I'm falling now. Like when you get a better striker, a dude that's beating you twice and you don't change your game, more likely I'm going to say the dude that has a better base than you is going to beat you. Well, Triple C, in all due respect to yourself here, I'm going to go on a whim and say that Israel Adesanya, the champion, he's the most cerebral fighter in the UFC. He's there to make adjustments. What we just saw Muhammad Usman do to win the ultimate fighter, he didn't knock anybody out in the show and he was winning these fights by the decisions in the two rounds he got the ultimate fighter. But you got a guy in Zach Ponga, Styles make fights, brought the dog out in him and their heavyweights. And you saw the opening. You got the knockout. I know it's been underwhelming in what we've seen out of the champion, Israel Adesanya, in his most recent performances against the Marvin Vittori's, against the Yoel Romero's against the Jerry Cannonaires, argue what you want. But when you got a game opponent in Pereira who's got success in him in the kickboxing world coming here to MMA, and remember though, this might be the one guy that in the UFC that the least amount of mixed martial arts fights is getting an immediate title shot. This isn't Michael Chandler, who's had countless fights in Bellator, other promotions before he got an opportunity to title shot. This is a guy who's got little mixed martial arts experience before getting a title shot. You're going to get the dog. You're going to get the best version of Israel Adesanya. Styles make fights. I'm not going to count the champion yet. Don't be surprised if you see a knockout. And don't be surprised if it's Pereira that's laying on the canvas this time. Wow, Schmo. Wow, Schmo. Let's you wanna you wanna bet on it? Do you wanna wear the Speedos? While you're you eating hot while you're eating Cheetos? Listen, Triple C, I'll tell you what. Let's make a bet on this fight. Let's make a bet. <laughs> let's not make it though, let's not make the odds too difficult for the show here. But you can take Pereira winning, the Schmo can take the champ winning, and we can bet 50 push-ups eating Cheetos in a Speedo. Unless you got something more creative, but we can certainly make oh, a bet man. on this. I already did that, Schmo. Let me think give, about give it. Give the Schmo let's, something let's, different here. Give the Schmo a different well, let, bet. Let's, let's think of something think different. About it. We got let's time think about it. Yeah, we got time. We got time before Madison Square Garden in November. Let's definitely make a bet on it. Another fight that the Schmo doesn't think is going to happen. I just don't see it, but you got rumored to have Masvidal Burns. You know Gilbert Burns wants that fight. I don't know if Masvidal wants the fight. Masvidal's still talking about Conor McGregor. He's still talking about Leon Edwards, and he, we're going to wait to see if Leon Edwards can beat uh, Usman in the rematch, which the Schmo, by the way, rewatched that fight. We could talk about that probably more next week, their first fight in 2015. But I will say this, though. I don't think they're going to give Masvidal a title shot coming off the loss to Kobe. If Leon Edwards wins, you got to see uh, a fight here. And, and Masvidal Burns makes a lot of sense. No, it does make a lot of sense. But that's just like, uh, uh, man, Masvidal, Masvidal had the luck of his life, dude, with, uh, with you know, he had the, I want to say the luck of his life. But, yeah, he had the best probabilities of his life, knocking out Ben Ashker with that knee and then, you know, knocking out Darren Till with that blitz punch. But, man, there's a there's that those top five that are like just the whole nother level of grit and Gilbert Burns is one of them. You know what I mean? Gilbert Burns could uh Gilbert Burns could take people down. He could submit. That's where he's very, very dangerous. And if he gets on top of you, he's gonna finish you. So I don't like that matchup for Masvidal because I do see Burns beating him, but 
I mean, that's the logic. But I also understand Masvidal. I mean, I would wait too. And you know what? If he does, if if for whatever reason, uh, Kamaru Usman does lose to uh, to Leon Edwards, I can see that fight with him and uh, and and George Masvidal happening. I really can. I can see those two guys fighting because if the champ wants to fight, man, the champ has leverage too. So it's not just the UFC. And plus, there's history. Remember the six piece or the three piece in a soda? Damn I mean, right. I mean, these are the damn things that could take place. So I wouldn't necessarily count that that fight out. Because remember, man, if you're able to match make and help the UFC with the storyline, they will help you push it too. Trust me, I know. There it is, Triple C. So if this fight doesn't get announced, Burns and Masvidal prior to August 20th, Salt Lake City pay-per-view card, you know he's probably waiting for Leon Edwards, win or lose. Well, that's exactly that what he's happen. doing. Yeah, that dude, yeah. Uh, George George is a businessman, dude. He's a businessman. He's He's got he, he's got great advisors that are that are advising him to to just wait. You know, yeah. there, sh- there shouldn't be any ego because there's money to be made. I think at this point... George just needs to look at the dollar bills, you know. 100% a business decision. And listen, if Gilbert Burns is going to stand the whole time and not shoot, that could be an entertaining fight. But the key to victory here is Gilbert Burns. He could beat you anywhere. If he takes it to the ground, that's his wheelhouse. Let's move on to the bronze medal moment, Triple C. Here we go. Johnny Bones Jones, frustration, airs it out on Twitter. Can we see November, December matchup with Francis Ngannou? That knee surgery healing? It's coming close to nine months here. Who and when would you like to see Johnny Bones Jones debut against it? Heavyweight, baby, let's go. Ooh, Man, that's a good one. John Jones, if you put Francis, you put all those dudes, ain't nobody beating that dude. That dude is that dude is too good. He's too he's too good of a competitor. He has too many tools. He he's a better fighter than he is a competitor. So I think uh I think John wants gold around his waist. I don't think there's a hurry with John at all to get back to the cage. But whoever it is, whether it's Steeper or Francis, I personally I think Francis is gonna do the, the fight with the Gypsy King just to get kind of get that thing going. I think the Gypsy King is going the route of just getting exhibitions. You know, a lot of these fighters now they just wanna win and then just do exhibitions to make money. And I think Floyd Mayweather's cutting that cutting that good little uh, cut cutting the blueprint for these guys to be for them not to go through damage, but to set themselves out for the rest of their lives. So I think he fights he fights them, and I think Jones fights Stipe, and then I think Francis Ngannou after he loses to the Gypsy King, he's gonna come back, and then him and John Jones are gonna get in, and John Jones is gonna win, and then John Jones is gonna defend his buffer how many times until he retires up top. That's my two cents, schmo. There you have it. That's the way I cut it, slice it, and dice it. Well, the only way this exhibition match would happen between Ngannou and the Gypsy King is if Dana White, the UFC brass, they get a cut of it, just like the Conor McGregor, McGregor, Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather boxing match in 2017. The UFC, Dana White, they were part of that promotion. So if they're involved in that promotion, then likely that can happen. But the Schmo's a little concerned here about this John Jones Stipe matchup. What the heck is the holdup? The Schmo thought this would happen in September. Maybe the same Vegas pay per view card as what we're seeing with Nate Diaz and Hamza Chemaev. They still don't necessarily have a co main event for that. Maybe that's the co main event. Heck, that should have been the main event. But you got Nate Diaz, that is a main event. Who knows what's going on there? Maybe it still happens in December. But the Schmo caught up with Curtis Razor Blades this past weekend, number fourth guy. He's cornering Zach Ponga, the one who got knocked out by Muhammad Usman in the Ultimate Fighter finale at heavyweights there. 
He's ready to go. He's ready to fight. He's calling out Stipe, someone he sparred with years back prior to. He thinks John Jones and Francis make sense. If Francis's knees recovered in time, John Jones is ready to go. Why make John Jones fight for an interim title when he could be fighting for the heavyweight title? That could be the only holdup here is if there is some sort of update in the timeline in Francis Ngannou's recovery. But the schmo agrees with you. The only way we see John Jones back, no rush, is if there's gold on the line. That's what everybody wants to see. Yeah, of course, man. Johnny, it's just, just it would be ridiculous if John doesn't fight for gold. At, 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 at any rate, you know, hopefully they're able to make that fight you know, this year, because I think John is, John's not in a hurry. I don't feel like he, there's an urgency for him to fight. John's just on a mission to win gold, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? He's just getting better. He's stacking on that weight. He's uh, going against some of the, so, you know, some good heavyweights back home. So that's all it is, Schmo. But Triple C, can you relate to this? Do you feel anything sort of the same? The longer you're out, but you're training, right? You're back in the protocol. You're waiting for the right matchup. You're waiting for the right things to unfold. Just like John Jones, he's training. He's waiting for the right things to unfold. Do you feel any sort of irritability and antsiness just from the chatter on Twitter and social media and the fans that people are forgetting this amazing legacy that guys like you and John Jones have built and you're getting that itch to get back in and to show people exactly who you are and why you are what you are and why there's been gold associated to your name? Um, not, I mean, at least not for me. I can, I can care too. I can care. I can, I can care less what people say on the, on, on social media. I think the facts speak for themselves. The numbers don't lie, you know, and it'll always be like that for everybody. You know, like everybody is eventually going to retire. Everybody's eventually going to be done for fighting. It's the accolades and, and the numbers is what's really going to matter and count, you know? So I think that's more of where the, the way I see it. You know, but I think Jones comes back, wins that second bout, and he he clearly puts a stamp on top of the stamp that he is the greatest uh, mixed martial artist of all time. I, I, I don't just, think there should be I don't think there should be any debate, and I think everybody in their right mind would say the same thing. I just think that everybody brings up the word goat, that four letter word, and everyone talks about goat. Even Dana White brought it up in the post fight press conference. I guess the schmo kind of asked that question, talking about Amanda Nunes and everything. He brings up Kamaru Usman because if he wins right here in Salt Lake City, he ties GSP's record of 16 straight victories in the UFC. I, you don't want to forget the accomplishments and everything that a guy like John Jones has gone through. I don't know, Triple C. Just want to throw that out there because we don't want to forget all the greatness that we've seen in the octagon. It's just time fades people's memory. They always ask, what have you done for me lately? But in the past, what you did, more than good enough to be considered the greatest, right? Yeah, of course, of course. And this is why I'll, this is why I won't enter that subject of the greatest mixed martial art the greatest mixed martial artist of all time but when it comes to combat sportsman i am the king and i'm satisfied with that you know this is why i'm able to give credit to john and to demetrius johnson and saint pierre and anderson silva because i'm in a i'm in a category of 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 my own you know what i mean i've set out to become the greatest combat athlete of all time and and i was able to do that schmo so that's that that, that's where my goat comes in I don't yeah. say I'm the goat of mixed martial arts, but of combat sports. Ask any of them. They'll all say triple C. Triple C. Why aren't you wearing that gold medal around your neck? Come on. Show off the gold, triple C. We got to see that bling bling more often here on the show. Oh, it's right behind us. All right. You see it? Well, it's hanging off the belt. All right, triple C. I'm trying to advantage point. 
I'm trying to be humble, Schmo. But all right, thank that's you. That's why it's humble, Henry. All right, let's <laughs> let's conclude things on some previews, some final predictions right here. It's UFC San Diego. It's fight night. We got bet online. We got Marlon Cheeto Vera minus two thirteen against Dominic Cruz plus money plus one eighty three. Who you taking, Triple C? What's your prediction here? <sighs> mm. I just don't know what type of I just don't know what Cheeto would literally show up. You know what I'm saying? But I hope they both knock each other out with at the same time, dude. You know what I mean? Like double that's, knockout. That's a, yeah, double knockout. So I ain't going for I, I I can care about either either one of those dirt bags. But triple C, one's got minus money, one's got plus money. If you're gonna put oh, your yeah? money on Who's... the line, total line, who do you like? Plus one eighty three for Dom the dog, and then the the favorite Cheeto Vera. Minus two thirteen. Then I would make it fun, and I would I would put it on Dominic because okay. I just don't know if Cheeto Vera has the IQ to catch him or to understand the game plan to fight Dominic. So I'd make it fun. I'd probably go Dominic snooze. <laughs> so what's the one thing that you can take away that you learned from Dominic Cruz that if Cheeto Vera is watching the Triple C and Schmo show leading up to this fight, he could take away from it? Uh, I'm not even gonna tell Cheeto nothing because I'm actually. It's, well, tell the fans, be... Triple C. What's your takeaway? <laughs> Just catch him, catch him. You gotta be smart, and you gotta. And I hope you had a good training camp, because if you're not prepared for a style like that, it's very easy to figure out. But if you don't prepare for a style like that, you'll be hitting the air, dude, and uh, you'll be getting taken down. And that's something that I believe that Dominic Snooze is gonna end up trying to do to you, hot Cheetos. Well, is Dominic Cruz past his prime, or you know, if he gets the victory, he might be one win away. Or you could even make the argument he's right there for a title shot. Is he still a contender if he beats Marlon Cheeto Vera, Triple C? He ain't a contender. He's a pretender, dude. I'd knock. He already had his opportunity. I'd shut his lights out. So he needs to he needs to go back to the line. And that's all. That's all that's all there is to it. Triple C. He said this to you, in all fairness. He said something very similar to you. Can you see a situation where there's gold on the line and you're having a rematch with Dominic Cruz? Ah, uh, he doesn't want that rematch, dude. That was easy money. I got I got rid of him in two rounds, Schmo. Thirteen unanswered calls. Come on, Don. Just take it. Just take it in the A like you like it. Triple C. We know you like money. We know you like gold. <laughs> if that opportunity, I'm saying a lot of things need to happen. But if the cards fell in that direction, you wouldn't say no, would you? Money talks. That's all there is to it, Shmo. You know my answer. I love the gold and I love the money. And if I have to make him bend a knee again for the second time, I will do this. And this time I won't be so generous to take you on the second round. All right, Triple C. I'm going to bring some cigarettes and alcohol and I'm going to have some popcorn too. Call it a trifecta. There it is, Triple C. <laughs> that wraps up another edition of the Triple C at Schmo Show. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Download wherever you get your podcast iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, you name it. The Schmo will be in San Diego. And by the way, check out the Triple C Henry Cejudo YouTube page for all your breakdowns and glorious content from you. Thank you, Schmo. There it is. What's your name? I am Triple C. I am the Schmo. We will deliver and we are... Ah...